welcome back, believers and non-believers, to part two of our conversation with Isaac Weisop. Today, we're going to finish up our conversation, and we're going to talk about how to crack the code of symbolism about well-known movies and celebrities. Plus, we share our thoughts on cryptocurrency, of course, and get into some of those conspiracy issues. Sean, are you ready to roll with this? I sure am, Billy. Let's jump right back into this rabbit hole. A lot of people are moving out of Hollywood. Let's get into that. You yeah. you deal with celebrities all the time, but I, I'm interested in, I mean, hell, are they all pedophiles? Is this Epstein list all legitimate? Um, and then why are they all being protected? You mentioned that earlier, but are they no. just so powerful that there's never going to be any consequence for the type of thing that was going on there? I admire your willingness to go into the deepest, darkest corners of this thing right off the bat, Billy. <laughs> that's, um, that's where Billy lives, bro. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I didn't know if we were going to go to these types of areas. Oh man, I mean, I, I watch go. that stuff so much. It's just, and it it quite honestly, it pisses me off to see that these things could have been happening rather than rise. And then, of course, you know, he dies of suicide, which. To me, if you're a conspiracy theorist, that's on the top of your list right there. I mean, I don't even call that a conspiracy, but what's, what happened and why are these, why are these things going without any consequence? I think, and of course, these are just my opinions and thoughts from reading a lot of different occult literatures and looking at it from the spiritual angle. Uh, If you go back to, um, all the way back to the book of Enoch where you know th- these were some texts they found in uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls where the great-grandfather of Noah was had these experiences where he had visions and talked to God and all this stuff. So, of course, take this with the, a massive grain of salt. But he talked about how there were these, in the Bible co-ops this too, in the book of Genesis, where there were these fallen angels called the Watchers, and they came to Earth, and they they procreated with the females and made this race of uh, giants called the Nephilim, which, you know, it ties us into that Miami thing. But some people say this is the bloodline of Cain or the bloodline of Seth, whatever. Uh, we don't need to get wrapped around the axles on it. But the idea is that in the book of Enoch, he talks about how the watchers, these demonic fallen spirits, they taught mankind a lot of these various forbidden arts, uh, that includes ritual magic and necromancy and talking to the dead. And of course, what do you, what do you see happening today? And, and this is, you know, and I say these things and people, I hope people don't think I'm being judgmental because I'm a degenerate, like the worst, of, <laughs> the worst of us. <laughs> but I've, I went down this path ghost hunting. I started ghost hunting in 99 with the, uh, you, my, my buddy in the military was in the Utah ghost hunter society and I joined him and we started recording EVPs with the recorders everywhere and I thought it was the craziest thing because this was before I saw it on TV. And we were talking, we were communing with spirits is what we were doing. And this is stuff that the Bible tells you don't do this stuff. And this goes all the way back to the the watchers. And I find it interesting that all these forbidden arts that that you know God didn't want us to do, the watchers, these fallen demonic spirits were teaching mankind how to do. And that includes um drinking blood and all kinds of stuff. And from this, you think, oh, because cannibalism is another main thing you'll see uh, when you research a lot of the stuff. You got pedophilia and cannibalism. These are kind of the most forbidden things, and you see this pop up oftentimes. 
and it's really bizarre. Either one is really bizarre and hard to wrap your mind around, but this goes back to the original sort of concept of evil. And the, um, you know, going back hundreds of years, you had this, this entity called Moloch that they used to sacrifice their babies to. Um, like these were literal things. And then you've got the, uh, there's a thing called Shunamitism. Uh, I don't want to go too deep, but uh, King David practiced this. And this idea of Shunamitism is that you could sort of vampirically channel energy from the youth. And from this, you could, you you know, you've seen this trope many times is this idea of old people don't want to get old and die. Of course, they want to stay young. They want this fountain of youth. And some people believe that you can, there's a ancient practice that you could use to, you know, I don't know, keep your youth and beauty and all these things. Right? It's, it's yeah. like hocus pocus, like the <laughs> exactly, witches. Yes. Yeah. They want to you be know, young. So they get it. Yeah. Sean, it's funny you bring that up because I did a deep dive into Hocus Pocus in, I think it was 2020 or 21. I had never seen the movie. I wasn't my jam, but I, but I watched it and, you know, I do what I do with all my film analysis. I, I almost watch the thing frame by frame. I watch it multiple times. I take notes, I research. And the most shocking thing was that there's a book, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes into the movie when the Sanderson sisters are being persecuted by the town, they have the spell book and they drop the book. And the and the video it it zooms in and the pages flip by real fast. Yep. Well, I'm if, with you pause, you. if you pause it, you can see what's written on those pages. And I was able to find, I don't know who ma- I don't know, I don't know if Disney makes the replica of it, but you can buy a replica of it online, and I did because I wanted to make sure what I was reading was what I was seeing, and it's a lot of Latin phrases. And I was looking up a particular set of Latin phrases. And the research takes me down this rabbit hole of this book that was written in the seventies or maybe it was the eighties. Um, you, you'd have to you you, you got to listen to the show, Sean. You're going to love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> it's one of my most popular ones because it's really mind blowing. And in the book, that this phrase, I mean, it's I'm talking, I don't even know, twenty words in Latin. So there's no mistaking it. It wasn't like two words and I found them in a book. This is twenty consecutive Latin words, and they're in a ritual of where witches would i'm going to try to keep it pg witches would do a ritual with satan and they would pro um they would make sexy time with satan in this like ritual where they while they chanted this latin phrase and that was literally in the disney that's that's in the disney movie in the book yeah the original one and and of course you know the whole storyline is where the witches they're trying to harness the life force the power from that young uh, boy i think um, yeah, all the kids. They want all the kids in the town. But yeah, with that boy yeah. in the start, the do- the girl, the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember the details, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 something you see over and over and over again. And I I do think that it ties into some of these occult beliefs of of you know what these people are into, and it's really bizarre, and and it's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around. It does make you mad because. Because it's crazy that people get away with this stuff. Especially so there's bigger things that. going on than just, uh, just you know, the the fantasy or the sexual desire. Do you think this is that there's something so. beyond I, it? I, I don't know. I I got. I'm trying to. I try to understand it, and I would think that, you know, what I would think is okay. These these are celebrities, and going back to the pagan theory is like these are the modern day gods and goddesses. They can have literally anything they want, and I don't know. For some of these guys, they probably 
they could have sex with any woman they want or whatever. Yeah. And they think, well, what's the thing that's going to really, you know, turn the crank and I got to have something that's forbidden or something. Yeah, I see. Yeah. But, but it also, but you know, my, you know, people in regular life do this too. You know, I used to watch that, uh, Chris Hansen show to catch a predator back in the day. You know, they're, I mean, all walks of life were doing this, so it's not just the celebrities, but yeah, boy, it's, it's a weird thing, uh, for sure. And I think that's also, again, around the same time period where people start questioning things because you see the list of the people who are on the flight logs and people going to the island and now everyone's coming out like no 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 that wasn't me and, and I, I went there for a picnic oh man yeah, we, were, we were just doing a photo shoot it wasn't anything uh, you know and that brings me to that movie eyes wide shut that was a that was a powerful movie that's tom cruise right and watched that show kind of like that was a first my first experience with some of these demonic type rituals it's like a a secret society did you did you have anything to say about that when when that came out (laughs) i've got i've got a lot to say about eyes wide shut (laughs) i did i did um i wrote a whole book called kubrick's code where i talked about various stanley kubrick movies where it seems that he's exposing this cabal if if you look at it through the right lens and that was back in, I think it was my second book I wrote back in 2013 or 14. I wrote that and I've learned a ton since then. So, you know, I kind of, in a way I'm embarrassed by the book sometimes, uh, but, but I did have a whole section on eyes wide shut. And since then I've, I've done, I think seven or eight episodes, just deep diving into this movie because there's so much going on there. There's uh, also a book that was, you know, some of the supporting research I read, a book by Arthur Schnitzler called Dream Novella. That's what this movie is based upon. Kubrick, his whole life was obsessed with this story and wanted to make it his movie. He wanted this is going to be his magnum opus, and of course, it was his in fact last movie because he was he died, uh, but right before it was released, which a lot of conspiracy people say that he was he was murdered, uh, and I I tend to believe there's some you know that's very possible, mm. and then. Uh, so you got the dream novella book and then there's a book, uh, I think it was called just like the making of eyes wide shut where they go through a lot of the ideas of, um, how, how Kubrick made this movie and what you'll see when you, cause we, we, we surely can't go through all of the eyes wide shut symbolism, but you'll see, uh, it seemed that he was exposing the elites because there's obviously the mansion party scene where everyone's you know, wearing masks and they're having sex with women. Excuse me. Um, but that is a play on Francis Dashwood's Hellfire Caves, which was a few hundred years ago. Same story. The elites of the town, they would meet up at these secret little caves where they did satanic rituals and they would wear masks because the idea is, you know, the, the mask wearing is, is multifaceted. It's, it's, for one, it suppresses the ego and it lets you sort of take on a character. It's like what Halloween costumes are all about. And that's why it's, you know, fun to dress up for Halloween. You're you're kind of not yourself today. You can kind of be wild or whatever. Uh, that's one aspect. Another one is because they would do such debaucherous acts that they didn't want other people to see who it was doing it was the idea. So that and and the Francis Dashwood caves, they had an above the entrance to the caves, they wrote do without wilt. And uh, this was from Francois Rabelais and, and Alistair Crowley would later take that. And that would be his phrase for, 
because because when you get into deep into the occult realm you find this guy alistair crowley he was channeling aliens and he was making up the new world order of how society was going to go you know he died in 1947 and every all the stuff he wanted society to turn into has in fact turned into that but um eyes wide shut it it it's a fascinating uh look at the elites because you've got this sort of debaucherous you know party then at the end when when tom cruise's character doc, dr bill harford he's talking to uh sydney pollock's character uh ziegler and ziegler he if you listen to the dialogue he basically tells uh tom cruise like you don't want to mess with these people dude like just mind your own business go back to your little life mm-hmm. uh and and the movie is fascinating it's it's kind of long it's kind of dry in fact i remember i i drug my wife to go see it in the theaters when it came out because uh, I was really into Kubrick. I grew up watching Clockwork Orange and Full Metal Jacket and The Shining. And I remember at the time when it was released, it was supposed to be this really scandalous movie because Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were married. And it's like, oh, they've got this sex scene in the movie. And we went to the theater. And it was like two seconds long. And you're like, what? This is <laughs> disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really weird. And I, I just remember walking out of the theater, which, you know, I was, uh, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20 or 21. I don't know. And I remember something something grabbed me about the movie. It was a boring movie to me back then, but I also walked out feeling very um, like it seemed surreal, like there was something going on there. Mm-hmm. And this is before I ever thought about looking into any of this stuff. So it took deeper a deeper story. To, yeah. 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 That was my take too when I saw it. it. A couple other movies that I just I remember is, and this is more of the conspiracy stuff. Remember Mel Good Gibson and. Wasn't was the movie called Conspiracy Theory? Yeah, I've never seen it. If you can believe, you that. haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> well, he's kind of a. He's, they, they portray him as more of a, a psycho. He's he's kind of everything is conspiracy, and he locks his door like four different times, and he sets this. He sets this. I, I think it's a like a toothpick on the and and he's always thinking people are coming to get him because he's got these theories, and he keeps all of his food and his coffee locked up in these things and canisters and hmm. he has to count everything <laughs> it's it's a very interesting movie i think you should watch that yeah i should I, it's probably trying to program the idea of what you know this is what it looks like when you start looking into things everybody yeah. you start getting crazy they you paint know? you as crazy but in the end of the movie comes out he wasn't yeah he wasn't and, crazy oh really in the in the plot well it's funny because in real life mel gibson got into a bunch of trouble for yeah <laughs> saying some stuff and uh i don't know interesting interesting subjects though you know we talked kind of the first of the episode about how celebrities are maybe linked to being like greek gods right you know your swifties and all the katie perry i forget what they call those and lady gaga has his her monsters and all that it's weird they're they're literally being worshipped by people um but I find it weird when someone goes against the grain of the higher powers or the machine, whatever you want to call it, like Dave Chappelle. I mean, the dude went against the grain, started doing what he wanted to do, I think, instead of what he was being told to do. And then he went through hell, man. He went through mm-hmm. the ringer. And so it's like if you go against this higher power, you know, once you're in, then they can easily take you out. Mm-hmm. I think it's wild. Yeah, and that's that's the truth. And over the years, I've been—I say this 
and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a, a jerk, but over the years I've been approached by several Hollywood type people, um, mm-hmm. production studios, and they have absolute control because I, you know, the, they'll, they'll approach me. Hey, we want to, we're interested. We're thinking about doing a show where, uh, you know, we, we're going to explore different conspiracies and different things like this. And, and, you know, the first couple of times I got those emails, I was really stoked. I was like, oh man, this is sick. I'm going to be on TV or whatever. Big right? time, man. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> and when, when you would do any, and you record like, you know, they call them sizzle reels or whatever. When you record that, you know, and, and the process to make it to a Hollywood movie or a show, I mean, it's, you got to thread a needle because it takes forever and they don't take on every project. Like I said, I bet, I bet over, you know, since I've been doing this in 2011, I bet I've had, I don't know, maybe 10 real close calls where it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make it big time. I'm going to be in this movie. I'm going to be on this TV show, or I'm going to work with this famous celebrity uh, because you wouldn't believe it. But some, some of these celebrities are interested in these subjects. And um, there was one guy, I can't say his name, but, there was one guy who I was supposed to do a show with. I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. Um, two, two big time celebrities. And, um, and it, it, of course, none of it works out. But the, the, every, from, from the moment they start talking to you, they start grooming you mm-hmm. and they start wanting mm-hmm. to, they, they want to test you and they want to see what you're willing to talk about. And a few of the times they would want me to talk about things that I didn't actually believe in. Like the one, the one wanted me to talk about how I thought harp was actually modifying the weather and creating hurricanes and earthquakes, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's the conspiracy theory angle. And I said, look, that's the conspiracy theory. I'll, I'd love to come talk about it on the show, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sit here and say, I believe this. And they were like, no, 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 you have to say it. You have to sort of sell it. You have to be the conspiracy guy. And I was like, I'm not doing that, dude. Like, I don't mm-hmm. believe, I don't, I don't, it could be, but I don't, I'm not, you know, you, you want to talk about man being on the moon. I'll come on there and say, I don't think a man was on the moon, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it is a grooming process and they control every bit of it from down to you're going to wear this color shirt on on this and you you know you gotta you gotta say these exact words so i mean i'm not shocked when i hear about you know these celebrities if they don't toe the line of course they get they get axed because there's a lot of control behind that in hollywood system from what i can tell it looks like it there's a lot of them leaving i mean you see them all the time now and and that's i i think i think the reason we are seeing that is because i think that the internet has democratized a lot of things and now you could run your own podcast these celebrities can use their reach on social media and run control their own destiny they don't need people telling them what they can or can't do or wh- what they uh you know what they should be okay with because i imagine these some of these folks they go to big parties and they probably witness some things that are that morally they don't agree with and they're probably like dude i don't want to have nothing to do with this town i'm out of here mm-hmm. and, and i think that's why we see a lot of that happening tying this some of this back in financial end you know Cryptocurrency has been around for a while. Started kind of out of nowhere, really. No one, no, I don't think to this day anyone really knows who started Bitcoin as a thing, how it, how it came about. I've heard theories, and this would be deep conspiracy theories, that it was out of Russia. It was Putin. You know, and there's certain reasons, and it, believable reasons of why that happened. I mean, he's one of the richest men around, but of course you don't know that. And a lot of people put very bad paint pit pictures or paint pictures of how evil he is and, and corrupt 
you know, all those oligarchs are and how much control they have. And, you know, those are the types of societies we try to shy away from and always cast this, this negative shadow over. But the, but the Bitcoin thing and how it pertains to celebrities and this, this kind of like underground hidden network of currency and transactions and things that aren't traceable and and you can't you can't find all the data behind it so of course there's illegal drug smuggling there's there's human trafficking going on uh probably arms deals and it's all done through these these cryptocurrencies which is to me why they're becoming so popular yet i i still will never at, at least the way I feel right now, I don't, I don't, and I can't find any legitimate reason to make that a recommendation for an investment. Because to me, a currency should be what it's supposed to be, which is a, a store of value. It's something that keeps stable. So the dollar, you know, the Federal Reserve is supposed to keep the, the currency stable. That's their mandate. Stable currency, stable prices, and full unemployment. That's their job. Now they've screwed it up royally in the last couple of years. Let's just, I mean, that's just, that's just out there. Uh, we can debate on that if anybody wants to bring it back, but th they've messed that up. What I'm trying to figure out is all these underground networks of transactions, things like that, and how they all work. And if we ever had regulations on these things. So, so the future of crypto, to me, is very suspect. The the underground and the illegal operations are what's keeping that thing going. That's my view. This is a big can of worms here, Billy. I, in fact, <laughs> you're you're the guy I would want to talk to about this because <laughs> I could be talked to either side of the Bitcoin argument. The I'll, I'll give you the conspiracy because a lot of conspiracy people are into into cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. and. What, what they would tell you is that this is a way of getting past the the Illuminati or something like that. They'll, they'll, because when you look at the foundations of the modern day, our uh, you know central banking system in America, we've got the Federal Reserve, and that was you know started with uh, you know John Rockefeller was part of the council or whatever that was called at Jekyll Island that they were. Um, they they devised the plan to in secret they did a secret yep. meeting to create this federal reserve and you know smart guys like you that know money and stuff you you could probably explain to me why it's important to have that and why that actually stabilizes the currency and it's what leads to you know we live a pretty good life in america is it perfect no but what is and you know you could argue that yeah things have been going pretty well since then so that john d rockefeller knew what he was doing but the conspiracy mind would say no this guy's the devil and he's you know he's trying to in fact, the house, <laughs> the Rockefellers owned the, the the cottage on uh, Jekyll Island where they did the Federal Reserve meeting, and in the front yard was an ancient Indian burial ground that some people yeah. say goes back to the uh, Nephilim giants that we were talking about earlier. Anyway, what's perfect. the name of that perfect. book? <laughs> the name <laughs> of that book on on Jekyll Island about all about the Federal Reserve. God, I can't remember it. I own the book. Oh. It's a huge volume, huge, huge. Yeah, I think but, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh my god but it talks about all the problems and and it does it brings to light how that all came about and how there was there was a lot of conflicts of interest let's just say that oh interesting. And, yeah and, I don't, and, I, i'm it's a big topic and i'm too i'm not educated enough to really know how to make heads or tails of it you know well the financial end is 
is another whole, probably a whole show that we could create because, mm. you know, that's, that's interesting. We see all the time what's going on around the world and the markets and the economy and is it good? Is it bad? Nancy but, Pelosi's 65% returns last year. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's she's a we, genius. We've had people call and want to ask if they can get into her fund, you know, could you... Can we invest in the Pelosi portfolio? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's an app where you can do that. I, I don't, I don't know if it's. They're trying to follow every move, every move. Yeah. But it's interesting that they can well, trade yeah. on on that news. Yeah, and, and then there were there were there was uh, proposals that they ban, so, I don't know, ban stock trading for Congress people, and of course that's not going to pass. But anyway, um, like they're going to maybe in, implement term limits. You think that's going to go through? No man, they're not gonna. They're gonna. They're not gonna change the system at all. I don't think. I'm pretty <laughs> negative when it comes to that. Works too good. Works too good for them. Yeah. Why would they take themselves out of power? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But yeah, the, the you know fine and you know finances was. Um, let me stick to crypto. Uh, so crypto, from the conspiracy point of view, we like that because it it takes because banks and the way we we used to do things you have that trust system where I put my money in the bank and I trust that they're going to manage it. Okay. And like, if I need it, I can get it out, whatever. And the cryptocurrency is a more of a, I don't know, libertarian thing where, mm -hmm. you know, it's a trustless system. I, I now hold the keys and I can get into my stuff, but what I don't like about it is it's like, yes, but then now you can lose your password and you lose all your money, which mm -hmm. kind of sucks. Um, but the, but the, the the conspiracy people like it because they say, well, the ledger, you know, the blockchain ledger, everyone can see it. And that's what makes this the greatest thing ever. But the problem is most, you know, I'd argue most people are not that good with technology, myself included. I, I, I have a ton of cryptos. I bought a ton of cryptos and um, it, some of it's really dicey. And, and, I, and I pucker up sometimes because I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know who I would call if something goes wrong when I send this crypto to this wallet or whatever and yeah. things crash and, you know, the FTX thing and uh, what is it, Mount, Mount Grok, you know, people lose money on their cryptos all the time. Like it's yeah. if, if, if that was the American banking system this place would be chaos oh yeah <laughs> so i'm I'm with like i said i could be talked to either side of this but i don't think it's i think cryptos is not for everyone i think it's it involves way too much like legwork and understanding of technologies that arguably nobody really understands entirely like i guess carl sagan that, warned us about carl sagan warned us about yeah, this yeah, and yeah, yeah. with technology like you know the problem is everyone uh you, you need a, a group of a panel of experts to understand one piece of technology. Like that's what he was worried was going to happen one day. And that's where we're at. And that's exactly what I wanted to say is that I grew up on a farm. So I'm, I don't claim to be the smartest or brightest or tech genius at all. Matter of fact, I need to know my limitations there. And every day when I come to work, they remind me just how many limitations I have around here. <laughs> but, but I have, I've been around long enough to see, the young generation get maybe a little too cocky with what they believe and what they think, and they've reinvented the wheel, so to speak. And we saw that with the the mortgage subprime mortgage collapse in, in 08, 09, with all these sophisticated Harvard graduates. And I'm not just trying to pick on Harvard. I think it's a lot of, of these uh, elite Ivy League universities that try to train these finance execs 
and they all want to have their their moment, their name, the the big splash. So they come out, they they create these new packages, these new vehicles, if you will, for investment. And they created that out of nothing. It didn't need to be created. They created these packages, subprime mortgages, package them up into these into these terrible investment structures, and, and they're garbage. And you know when you put garbage in with something of quality, it's going to contaminate. It's all going to be garbage. So that's what ended up happening, and it blew the whole system up. And now, hey, a lot of people were complicit in that. So I'm just kind of ranting here, but the, from the banking industry to the mortgage company, they didn't want that party to end. They were promoting the hell out of it. Get, get the houses going, sell them, no money down. Government was right behind it. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac promoting home ownership. And then you had, of course, the construction industry. Why would they want that in? So everybody had a hand in it. And then they were promoting, let's just do some spec homes. Everybody needs this. So what I'm getting at is when everything changed, people think they found a new way, a new method, and they're going to retire on these cryptos. This is the This is what I say doesn't work. Isaac, my opinion is that when everything looks like it's too easy and you, people now, seriously, they think they're going to stick five or 10 grand in, in some of these cryptos and they're going to retire in 10, 15 years with $5 million. And I know that some of them early on in Bitcoin, they made that kind of money, but I don't see how in the world that possibly is sustainable. It's like they, they say, well, they don't make them anymore. There's only so many of them. And I understand the Bitcoin concept, theoretically, with this blockchain technology, which I know is not going anywhere. It's here to stay. It's useful. What I question, though, is what should the value be for something that you're going to use as a, as a store of value? Should that be considered an investment? What does it produce? Is there earnings? Does it have a business? Does it have employees? Does it pay a dividend? And this is like buying all the gold and sticking it in your back storage room mm. and looking at it. And then, you know, back in the day, people lot love that because gold is very rare. Keep it. It's You can exchange that for something down the road. And I don't know, new generation looks at gold and they laugh at it. They'd rather have the Bitcoin that you can't ever touch or see, but it's somewhere stored somewhere in the space and it just doesn't ever give me any good quality feeling of of ownership. It's like the, what the hell were those things? The monkey images and all those <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. Oh my hell. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm in my forties, so I can see your perspective and I can see the young people perspective. Um, I've actually, I've actually gotten into investments in this stock market uh, the last couple of years. And I've read of several books like Peter Lynch and I could see how, uh, how you, how you would be uncomfortable investing money into that, that kind of into cryptos, because, you know, when you're researching stocks and looking at the financial sheets, at least, you know, from my idiot perspective, trying to understand if a, if a company's, you know, do the liabilities outweigh the assets or, or how's, you know, how's the projected growth look, that kind of thing. Like you've got all these things you can look at, whereas Bitcoin there's just this fantasy of, yeah, they're just going to make less and less and you better make sure you have some. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird, right? Because you can't, you really, I mean, there are exceptions, but you basically can't buy anything with it right now. It's not like Amazon takes Bitcoin, which is 
also part of the conspiracy thinking because it seems like the banking system wants to make sure cryptos don't become this you know viable thing uh, well it could hurt the dollar imagine, imagine if we changed currency we decided um dollar's no longer going to be used anymore uh it's going to be only digital and it's going to be bitcoin based i mean hell the dollar you just burn them just burn them up mm. but you know when people when shit hits the fan what do people want to do with their bitcoin they want to convert it back to dollars mm. I mean, that's just that's the currency that people know they have, can rely on at least and it's funny because it's a piece of paper so you kind of go back in time and think how did this all come about well people actually grew comfortable in having all their worth tied up in a piece of paper but it just says is it just basically here's something that says i'm worth this it, i can buy this good or service and and it's supposed to hold its value and be stable but if the argument is that they don't make any more then i would say i would submit to you get your two dollar bills out and those things should be worth a flipping pile <laughs> because they don't make any more of them hmm. and so well, let's let's just let's just start investing in two dollar bills <laughs> I think you know you you mentioned how you, you heard a, a theory that Putin was the so there's a guy named Satoshi Nakamoto that was allegedly the name of the person who wrote the first Bitcoin concept paper, but um, that is interesting because when you put it that way, it makes me think that because when I first got indoctrinated into the world of cryptos back in 2016 or 17, a buddy of mine was into it, showed me how to buy them. And I wish I would have bought more, by the way. <laughs> I spent a few hundred bucks on yeah. on Bitcoin and I kept it. And, you know, it's worth thousands now. But um, but I'm with you. I pucker up a little bit with this stuff because I'm like, man, I mean, who knows? It could go away tomorrow. But the um, the idea that a lot of people, I don't I would say maybe anarchists and libertarians and people who don't like the idea of the U.S. government or the U.S. being an empire or whatever, they would, I, I imagine they would have interest in making Bitcoin the new sort of universal standard. Cause that mm -hmm. would, like you said, yeah, that would shut down the U S dollar a bit. And I'm sure Putin wouldn't hate that. Um, yeah. So well, that's why maybe. one of those reasons that you start to wonder, is that possible? But then you are wonder, is there, is there a controlling force? And I know that you're supposed to be able to see this and you're not supposed to be able to mess with this little ledger thing. That's the technology, right? But see, again, I'm not smart enough to know that I trust that. I don't know that I can trust it somehow some way if you can invent it you can probably figure out how to uninvent it or or change it or i this is this is where i am not comfortable and probably you just call me a dinosaur that's great um yeah i don't know I, I i might get left in in the dark and then everyone else goes on and becomes a multi-billionaire owning bitcoin that's that's fine i'll just have to i'll just have to watch everybody party on but i, I don't well, think i'm going to be <laughs> Well, like it, my thing is, if you want to do some shady business, use use your cash. I mean, no, no one can really trace that. You know what I mean? Whereas like Bitcoin, you can literally see which wallets they're going to. So if yeah. someone can confirm you've got this wallet, it shows every movement you've made. So I would think if you're the Illuminati or you're the big eye in the sky, like the Bitcoin's the fantasy. You know, the mm -hmm. cashless society that they talk mm -hmm. about being part of the end times. I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I just go by what I hear and what I read. And so I, most of the stuff is probably wrong or incorrect. But I like to hear both sides. I mean, I'm, I'm not anti-information. I try to hear both sides of an argument, like you said, mm -hmm. and understand what's, what's the point behind it. But maybe I'm just biased because I 
I don't trust the younger generation and, and all that they try to push out there when, especially when it's supposed to be the next best thing. Cause I've heard and seen it too many times in my career, this next greatest thing turns up complete bust and everybody loses everything. And the FTX thing, I know that, you know, it wasn't necessarily a, a Bitcoin going bust or broke, but it was, it, it was a fraudulent company from, from the get go supposed to be pushing out this, your, your money's safe here. Your crypto wallet is safe here. And, and they were, <laughs> that was a lie. And I know that can happen in corporate America as well. Hell, I followed a number of companies and invested in a number of companies that were lying and doing, cooking the books, uh, WorldCom, Enron. You can go on and on. There's a, there's a bunch of companies that have gone out of business because they weren't managing themselves properly. And, and this goes back to that argument we had earlier. It's, it's, it's trendy amongst the the youth uh, because I'm I'm young enough that I can understand the youth. You know, I bought we bought our first house in uh, 2008, right before the crash happened, and the housing market crashes, and we couldn't get out of the house for six years. We wanted to move. I was actually going to move um, to Los Angeles in 20. Oh man, when was it? 2013, I think it was. And we couldn't sell the house. We were $25,000 underwater and we had put, you know, I don't even know, 10, 20 grand into fixing up this house. And we, we were still way too deep underwater. And I was like, man, it's been five years. What the heck? Mm. And it, you know, it screwed my, it, I don't say it screwed my life up, but it changed my life, you know? And, and it's stuff like you, you get enough kicks in the face like that, that you're like, why? I don't want to be a part of this system, man. Like this sucks. And, and like, why did this happen? Cause some jerks, on wall street we're selling subprime mortgages why would i yeah. want to like part of me because part of the allure of cryptos um you know is that you're 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 moving out of that system and into a new system and a lot you know you know conspiracy people will even point to the dollar bill the back side of the dollar bill and to say you know look there's all this occult symbolism ah. on it you've got you've got the owl in the corner and the owl is the bohemian grove you know where all the elites meet up every year you've got the <laughs> the all-seeing eye the all-seeing eye inside the, yeah. <laughs> the pyramid which is a freemasonic symbol for god and then it says the new the new world order on the bottom it says novus ordo seclorum means new order of the ages so you know there, there's there's appeal uh to cryptos I, I don't know though is it the right path I can but, understand but, where you're coming from. I totally yeah. do. And and I appreciate I appreciate those comments because it's like a rise against that. And Sean calls it the machine, a rise up against it. And I understand why people would want to do that. Um yeah. you know, you yeah. sometimes you have to stand up for what you believe in and and whatever whatever position. I don't agree with some of the young generation who just think virtual signaling anti-corporate America. You know, they'd rather burn their dollars than than have any exposure to capitalism, which I think is totally foolish. Mm -hmm. Um, you yeah. know, it, that just to me it that. just screams a victim mentality. Like I I I don't believe in this. And it's like I'm poor and I'm always going to be poor. Well you don't have to be. I'd like to show you how you can be very successful, very wealthy just by being a passive investor in a business that's already established. You don't have to do anything. Just yeah. just invest just buy shares in it and continue to buy shares in it. But there is that, you know, you're, you're making an argument that, uh, that I, I have to understand and be, be patient yeah, I, with. 
I think it's 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 part of that mistrust in the institutions. You know, you get burned, and I'm with you in the sense that I get it. I don't, I don't want to see our capitalist system burned to the ground either. I don't think communism is a better system or something like that. Um, but free market capitalism, you know, with with enough checks and balances, it's it's a good system, and like it gives people a good a good way of life, and like that's what you know we're all just trying to pursue happiness. So. Yeah, and and the the you're talking about FTX and people you know losing all their money, and that just goes to show there is this idea that you you don't really not everyone understands the technology of what they're investing in with with cryptos at all. I mean, it's very confu- it's very confusing. I've read a few books on cryptos, and you know I I should know it off the top of my head to explain exactly how it works, and I'd have to sort of sit down and write notes out and be like, okay, here here's what I think happens, you know, <laughs> and. uh yeah, and yeah, you're, and you're a very smart guy. I mean, you can rattle off names like you're an encyclopedia. So I'm just <laughs> sitting here in awe. Like, how do you remember all these names? Well, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But, yeah, so, so I don't, I don't know. It, it's an interesting story, especially given you know the recent press, Bitcoin surging back up again, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the people say. It's like, oh, the the American Federal Reserve and the American capitalist system is Illuminati and, uh, you know, Bitcoin's the savior. And it's like, well, I don't know if I believe that either, because it seems like Bitcoin might be more of the uh, the system where they can monitor every, your every move is what mm-hmm. I would think. But anyway. Well, what about if they go to a digital currency with the, you know, in the U.S.? Is that scary or do you feel better about that? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what to think of that. I I don't I don't know enough about the the uh, you know I, I've when I invest into the crypto, I kind of I'll hear what the idea is of what the project is because sometimes you can cash in. I, I've certainly lost a lot on them too. I bought <laughs> I bought some NFTs that are probably worthless that I spent way too much on, um, because it was the NFT is an interesting idea. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see more about it. Well, that's what they're talking about going to, which potentially could be a competition for other other cryptos. If and and there's a lot of antis out there because they would say they hey, now they're going to be able to track everything you do. They're going to track. They're going to follow every move you make. If you buy a gun, they're going to know about it. And that scares the hell out of a lot of conservatives. Um, and, and there's other people that don't like it. I mean, this is a tough tough sale. Sean always talks in the office about symbols, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. Last, I was going to say, guys, damn it. Last I word. thought we were doing a, we were doing a podcast without investing. We're having a uh, fun one know, here, but I know you got to tie it in, in there. Sean. All right. Reel it in for me. Uh, so symbolism. I mean, Sean loves it. He is the Illuminati <laughs> watcher in our office. <laughs> and All when right. I, when I told him about you, he was so excited. He's so That's pumped. Awesome. <laughs> what are, what are some symbols that our listeners need to be prepared and watching out for? <laughs> to watch out for huh yeah. well yeah and this is an inter- interesting topic because people it, this is the gateway drug into conspiracy world is the symbols because <laughs> you could talk all this crazy talk and it'll make people's eyes gloss over it'll go over their head or they'll just be like wow this is crazy talk but when you talk symbols then they see it for themselves and then they say oh crap that is kind of weird uh the all seeing eye is probably the biggest one you see it celebrities will They'll cover up one eye for no apparent reason, or uh, they'll sort of do a thing where they they make the OK symbol with their hand and cover their one eye with it. Uh, it seems like this isn't this used to be done more often than it is today, but it's still done. And I think it's because so many people were maybe talking about it because it was supposed to be this 
this subtle nod to other people in the, you know, quote unquote Illuminati that this person was a part of the system of pushing symbolism upon the masses. And I don't think all these celebrities are privy to the occult concepts. I think they're just doing what they're told to do. I think they're just at a photo shoot and they said, okay, do this and they do it. Right. But the, uh, the all seeing eye is a reference to the idea of being enlightened into the, the occult philosophies of the ancient mystery schools. Uh, and, and you can, you know, depending on how deep you want to take all that stuff, it, it's it's hard it's hard to know how far to go with it but that's one of them then uh, another one would be the the triangle or the pyramid this is you know and this is represented by symbolism that's not occult or illuminati necessarily but uh, this goes back to pythagoras he started the first secret society basically in uh, 500 bc whereas initiates they would take these multi-year vow silences and then he would teach them the philosophy of how the world was created and how God's mind works through symbols and numbers and geometry. Like his, uh, his people would have a star symbol on their hand. I don't know if it was tattooed or not, but they would have a symbol on their palm of their hand of a star, a pentagram. But the triangle is, uh, it represents in some ways it represents masculinity. Some ways it represents fire. Um, but another way it's, depicted as the the structure of the illuminati it's the structure that everyone on the bottom you know they don't know what's going on in the level above them and so on and so forth until you get to the apex and that's where the eye of course is shown the eye is shown at the apex of the pyramid that's the mm. uh freemasonry you'll see the symbolism of the eye and the, to them they say well this is the representation of god the grand creator and when you look at the Freemason compass and square, you'll see the big G and that G is supposed to stand for, for God. Uh, but yeah. And, and in ritual magic, they use the triangle. It, this goes real crazy deep. You know, they, they, they call it the triangle of manifestation where the magician will stand in a circle and they'll do a ritual and they'll, uh, channel a spirit into the triangle. Uh, and if you want to go into the alien theory, there's a, <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy named Peter Lavenda who wrote a book with Tom DeLong, the guy from Blink-182. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, have you, have you, so the first book they wrote, it talks about the alien phenomenon and they, he lays down, because I've read many of Peter Lavenda's books, he's a very knowledgeable on the occult. I think he still says that he doesn't practice it, but I don't believe that for a second. The Peter Lavenda basically lays out. He's the one I think wrote the entire book. I can tell by the way it's written. Tom funded it. <laughs> yeah, Tom just put his name on it. But Peter, he he lays out Gnostic philosophies and and the Gnostics. They believed in a different version of reality. They thought that God was really the devil, and this world that we live in is basically a material hell, and we need to sort of find a way out of it. But um, in it, he throws out the theory that magically the UFO manifests itself through human intervention. And that's why you'll see the symbols of triangles and, cir and circles as the UFO. And it's almost like a ri magic ritual from their dimension into ours in a way where they'll manifest us and we'll manifest them. Hmm. And anyway, it, 
it's interesting stuff but yeah it's all wild so when you talked about like the the uh, the covering the eye and stuff i i always think of this Katy perry music video that she does and it's kind of like egyptian based right and she's covering her eye and there's little like triangles everywhere and i'm like okay fine but why the the song that she's doing this video to has nothing to do with pyramids and egypt and so it's like, why is that theme there? Who told her to do that? And she's obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but could be trying to send a message to all of her followers. And I, I don't know that the symbolism stuff definitely gets me hooked in, but there, yeah, there's so many questions. It's interesting you bring that up. That was, um, that was her dark horse video. Yes. And when that happened, I remember when the video released, I was, I was more into blogging than I was anything else back then. So I blogged an article about it. Uh, we were actually at an airport just wasting time. We had hours on the layover and the, I saw the video and I thought, oh man, this is loaded with all this Egyptian symbolism of the Love occult. It. And I wrote a whole piece about it. And then it was, um, you know, a week later, the mainstream media was talking about this video and they, the Atlantic wrote a piece and they meant they, they presented my information on the, on the Atlantic about the conspiracy theories behind this, this music video uh, wow, you didn't get kicked off of there, huh? No, right. no. <laughs> but the but I think you know one one idea is that they're they're claiming this there's this revelation of the method thing that's happening too. That's another theory about what's going on right now, and uh, the mainstream media is allowing people to talk about these because they want the public to understand these concepts, but it can't it can't come from you know the president can't come out here and say hey you know we've we've got a way of channeling aliens and this is how we yeah. do it it has to be sort of sort Gen- of sp- gently introduced by someone else maybe yeah. and then you start accepting it from a trusted source other than the the government okay yeah which is why which is why some people think tucker who uh tucker's talking about aliens now right and and some people say the tucker's part of this because he wears a a, a red string bracelet that they is known in this this philosophy religion called Kabbalah, um, which is a lot of occult stuff tied into it. But uh, guys, yeah. we're gonna need a we're gonna need a longer show where we it's, gotta oh, go. Yeah. We gotta go to breakfast or it. something. I gotta. It's a par- well, It's a paranoid little world. I mean, it is. <laughs> love it, man, awesome. Isaac. There's so much going on right there. We appreciate you coming on the show. Um, we're gonna have you again. I can I can tell that we have a lot more to talk about. Oh, so. I'd love to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for everyone for listening in today, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to Harnessing Your Wealth with Billy Peterson. Before we declare the race official, please click the follow button so you can be notified when new episodes become available. For more information about today's show, please check out the show notes. Visit our website at www.petersonws.com or give us a call at 801-475-4002. Once again, thank you for listening. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Peterson Wealth Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.